Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 12, Episode 33. I'm ASD. I'm Jack. I'm Rob. We made it. We made it. We made it to the final show. <laughs> we made it and annoyingly we had quite a good win to talk about but we're not going to talk about that this is many awards how are you two feeling now it's over i'm happy that it's over to be totally honest with you it's been a look it's been a long it's been a long season i think if it wasn't for these weekly therapy sessions it would have been an even longer season um i'm trying to be optimistic for next year and just you know look, it's not been it's not been a good season it happens thankfully it's over now um we can have a couple of months off from it and then go again in august i feel the same i really hope that they get i mean as we're sitting here recording this right now there's chat about the new manager being sorted in the next 48 hours you know i'll believe that when i see it but anyway it looks like possibly they've nearly done it which i'm so pleased about because i'm sick of reading about spurs i'm sick of looking to see what they've done i'm sick of the i'm just i'm sick of it i need like you jack i need two or three months off yeah i need to not think about um you know i i miss the old days for social media where you could decide whether or not you go and look at the back page of the sun but not buy it to see who they'd signed and who they hadn't i remember really clearly being on holiday walking down to the local supermarket every single day only to find that they'd Signed Gordon Jury to replace Gary Lineker to think, oh, God. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, that's that's the danger of Twitter that you can't help going on there every day and seeing utter, utter drivel. So, I'm going to desperately try and detox from that and uh, have a break from them. And then, yeah, I actually hope that there's a bit of change that goes on over the summer and um, we can all come back, raring to go and uh, really have a crack at it next year with a few young players and a new manager a new team and get into it again so that's that's what i'm hoping for you know when you go to like tk maxx you see those like boards which with like live laugh love wherever they are written on and often it's like don't be sad it's over be happy that it happened it's the opposite for me yeah. i'm <laughs> sad it started and i'm happy it's over um let's let's get into this the end of season awards usually we we can do uh, i've got awards and then tell you what let's do the awards and if we've got time we can do school reports as well for each of the players so first one goal of the season now i've got nominations so if i read them out and then if you've got any to add then we can have a vote um so i've got sun versus leicester which won the spurs club spurs club the the football club girl of the season which was good i mean very classic sun it was good part of a hat trick i believe i've got hoiberg versus marseille because that one just made me excited and for what it meant because it knocked them out didn't it as well that one yeah. specifically uh lucas versus leeds it's worth a mention i know it, you know uh kane versus palace that one was i can't remember it now i just watched them all was the free kick or was that that's against villa that's against, Brent, that's against brentford no brentford sorry i went to yeah. two games i got it wrong uh brentford so a free kick versus Brentford. I've got Porro versus Man United. That sort of volley with the outside of his right foot. I thought that was really mm. good. A really good goal. Skip versus Chelsea. Uh, cracking goal. Uh, you might not remember this, but there was a Ben Davis header versus Bournemouth for 2-2 just to bring oh, up shot. the diversity. <laughs> of course. 
Yeah, no, of course. Rogue the diversity, D and I. Uh, we won that game of 3-2. I think Ben Tacoa scored. Anyway, yeah. well, immediately, I mean, Sun versus Leicester was really good. I, for me, that was okay. That was that was what he does. I'm I'm all right with it not winning that one. I mean, uh, for me, I'm torn between two. Um, I think the one that's just edging it for me is Kane against Brentford, the, the free, free kick, kick top corner. But I really enjoyed Skip's goal against Chelsea. Um, just for it was his first goal for us, wasn't it? What it meant in a derby, we haven't beaten Chelsea for what felt like forever. But I think Kane's against Brentford for me just edges it. Yeah, I um, I, you know, danger going last in a three is that you agree, didn't you? But um, that was at my end as well. And so, yeah, my son was saying to me, he never scores at a free kick. And I was like, no, I know he never scores, does he? And then bang. So I thought that was fantastic. The only couple I'd add was goals that got me out of my chair when I was thinking about goals of the season. And let's face it, there weren't many, but goals that really had me like, come on. And this result irrespective, uh, Kane against Chelsea start the season at the bridge, last minute equaliser, whatever Mm. it was. I loved that goal. And um, even though... It was one of the low points of the season that followed Richarlison's equaliser at Anfield. I really, really that had me out of my chair like a like a fourteen year old like lunatic. And so it's still I love the fact that it that it still does that. And of course Kane's record breaking goal was wonderful to see. Yeah, I've got them in a, in a in an upcoming other, category. Other, other yeah. category, yeah. So what are you going for, Rob? They're all good goals. Um, purely because I thought it was a fantastic goal. Um, Kane's, Kane's goal against Brentford. Free kick at my end is one to cherish. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to vote for Skip versus Chelsea just because it, it deserves a little nomination because I thought that was for your first goal against Chelsea. Um, I think Bad. Yeah. really good, isn't it? But the winner, Harry Kane versus Brentford. Uh, player of the season. <laughs> now, um... <laughs> you're not going to do nominations, surely. I, I, I'm going to try and do it. So we've got Harry Kane. Ben, um, ben Davis. Ben Davis, <laughs> Joe Roden. Um, <laughs> Sandro. Harry Kane. I mean, the argument for Harry Kane is pretty clear. He scored 48% of our goals, which is the highest percentage contribution of any other team. Second highest goals in the league. First highest goals to expected goals, like increase. Created more big chances than anyone else in the league. Um more progressive passes than anyone else in the league. Uh, I think that's why Real Madrid won him. So Harry Kane's up there. I put Son in there just because he, he uh, he's he's min Son. I put Skip in there because I think he had a decent season. Benteke because I think we lost a lot when he left. And then Lucas just to annoy Chris mainly. <laughs> Should we just vote Lucas in then? Just on that. Let's <laughs> vote, vote for Lucas. I mean, uh, Benton Kerr would be close for me, particularly if I think about that game. He gave, grabbed that game against Leeds, didn't he? At home by scruff the neck, and I think we. Um, he was the biggest miss of all the players that got injured throughout the whole season. Like they were, they were a different team after he was out. Um, but I mean, mate, Kane. Not, not, not just, not just the player of this season. I think might be one of the best individual performances across the season that I've ever seen. I mean, it's just fantastic one. I think this is his best performance for Spurs ever. 30 goals, equaling his highest ever. He's contributed more. He was playing in a worse team and he would, would have got Golden Boot if it wasn't for Haaland, who I, I think he had a better season than Haaland. 
Yeah, I think he would have scored like, more than Haaland. Yeah, he would have contributed absolutely. more than Haaland. What a player. What well, a Haaland, season. Haaland got, was it, 35 league goals? So he only got yeah. five more. He only got five more than him. you got to think at the start of the season, Haaland went on that run of, didn't he get two hat-tricks in three games and then he got two braces in a row? Something like, it was like He scored something ridiculous, didn't he? Like 12 goals in five games or something like that. Um it's been a remarkable season for him. I, Rob, I agree with you about Benton Coy. He's, he, if he'd have had a full season, I think that there would have been a bit of a debate. But yeah. Kane, Kane for sure, just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Just the maturity of his performances as well and his coolness in front of goal. It's just, if you, I mean, well, it sounds like you watched all the goals, um, ASD, but if you, if you went back and looked at all of his goals this season, it's every type of goal you can imagine. It's a scruffy tapping. It's a... You know, a a, dis, a, a strike from 30 yards, it's a header, it's a penalty, it's, you know, it, any type of goal he scored, it just phenomenal, phenomenal forward. He scored next on ones against, Port, against Portsmouth from the outside of the box, sort of turning onto it. Mm. Uh, to put it into perspective, he scored 30 goals. I'm going to read out the amount of goals needed to score, win the Golden Boot. And so last year, 23, year before 23, year before 23, year before 22. And that was shared by three players. 32 in 17-18, but like 29 with Kane in 16-17, 25, 26, 31 with Suarez. 30 wins it wins it nearly every year. Nearly every year. What a player. Kevin yeah, Phillips was 30 in 99. I'm sure I read a stat and I'm going to get the number wrong, but didn't it, hasn't he scored this season against all but three of the Premier League clubs that we've faced or something. Is that right? Three or four or something? I'd have to check, but it wouldn't surprise you me. Know, it's something like that. You're not, he didn't score against United. There are a couple of others, but yeah, so he's effectively, he's basically scored against everybody that we've played against this season almost. It's crazy. It's just it? unbelievable. Yeah. So Harry Kane wins player of the year. Now manager of the year, we've got uh, Antonio Conte, who took us to fourth and left us in fourth. With games, with other teams like games in hand. Um, we had Stellini, who lost to Newcastle. And then we've had Mason, who hasn't won that many games. No. So on paper, you might say it's Conte, but I think the feeling that he brought in. I feel like you can't really even give this award out, to be totally honest with you. I don't think anyone deserves it. But if you're asking me to pick from the three, I yeah. would pick I would pick Conte. Conte. Still, I mean, Stellini's few games was just fast absolutely farcical and then mason's basically it he's done okay you know it's 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 hardly been an uplifting you know period some you sort of expect to get a bit of a bounce when someone comes in but i sort of have to go with conte um it's mad it's mad thinking that when he left we were in i think we were in third weren't we or were we in fourth we were in we were in the top four which just feels like a lifetime ago um so he would probably get it, but I, c- I can hardly say it was deserved. It felt like quite a, a, a false league position anyway that we were in for the last sort of five or six weeks. It didn't feel like we were a top four team whatsoever. So he probably just gets it for me, but slim pickings. Couldn't give it to Stellini. Mason, Ma- Ma- Mason's done all right, I suppose. But yeah, I guess... I- I suppose if I had to pick between the three like you, Jack, I'd pick Conte. But probably what I'd actually do is I'd say Conte, steal the award and uh, give it to Stuart Lewis, the under-18s manager that won the double, yeah. and say, go, there you go. mate. And, bo- and, and by done. the way, can, can, we please, uh, can we please watch all, all those ads next season? <laughs> yeah. So, Fine, but yeah, I guess it's got to be Conte, isn't it? 
the Echoes of Glory 2023 manager of the season is our sacked manager, Antonio Conte. <laughs> but to be fair to him, I fully respect, like, it, it broke for him. And I think that it's a Levy fault. It's Levy's fault that it broke for him. He didn't get the players he wanted. He was given players that he just didn't want specifically as well. And he called out all the problems with it. And he's turned out to be right. He got fired for for Levy not being good enough, really. I think he did get this lack flexibility and things. But there was something there which I think Spurs didn't take advantage of rather than it being a total fault of Conte. But one of the, the things that... I, I mean, absolutely. One, one of the things a friend of mine was saying that if, if Spurs do indeed end up getting... Um, and just their new manager, some of the clips that I've seen of him on YouTube, when you actually look back at Conte's rant in the away game at Southampton, even though it was really cutting and he was incandescently angry, he was actually, he was quite polite in the things that he was saying, and he was absolutely spot on. Whereas a year from now, when Ange has his rant, as of course he will, because he won't get the players that he wants, I think his language is going to be uh, a little bit different <laughs> uh, to, uh, to Antonio. I think there'll be microphones flying around the dressing room and uh, flying around the press conference room. And uh, I mean, that's 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 going to be one to that, that's going to be one to savour. But uh, he was spot on, wasn't he? I mean, he was massively criticised for it, and obviously wanted out, and was earning a lot of money to to fail. And uh, you know, we were rightly really really critical of him on the pod, weren't we? But I mean, you can't honestly go back and watch what he said and disagree with too much of it, really, right? I mean, he was spot on. I also think, just to remind people as well, that he lost a couple of close friends and was and had some medical yeah. issues as well, didn't he? And it's like, yeah, it just had come to an end, I think, with yeah, all yeah. Of that stuff combined. Next award is for most improved player. I have Pedro Porro. I've got Emerson Royal. Harry Kane in there just because he he went to another level I think we can count Kane out is there anyone else I've missed because I think it's been fairly poor Skip was the other one for me that was just like I I thought I think he's done well this season um he's done well about it so Porro I mean a lot of them are Porro and Royale are in there because they got bullied by our fan base right Porro deleted his social media a couple of months after he, he joined Spurs because the fans were so horrible to him. And then as soon as you put him as a winger, he looks pretty decent, really. He's not the, he's not a fullback. And then Royale has been to the bottom. And now, actually, I think he's a right back. And he's with when Mason plays a four at the back, he actually looks pretty decent. So it's, it's quite a horrible award, really, because actually it's saying they were treated so badly and they've come back from it rather than they've got better because we haven't had many yeah. players improve. In fact, we haven't had many players improve for seasons now, multiple seasons. That was... I, I, you can you can look back from when Pochettino left and there's an argument to say that there have been no players that really have improved in that period. Um, of the players that you've mentioned there, ASD, for me, I, I found this one quite, quite easy and for me it was Emerson, Emerson Royale. I think, I think he's improved dramatically I've still got a lot of questions about whether or not he's good enough moving forward for him to be a regular player, but he's had games where he's played really well and he's had a consistent sort of four or five games where he's done well. Um, And then bizarrely, he's been out of the team after that. But um, if you think back to him earlier on in the season where it was just like you saw his name on the team sheet and your heart sunk because you're thinking, well, that's at least one goal, at least. Whereas 
actually the last few months of the season he's been pretty he's been pretty solid. Um, I actually think he's done quite well when he's gone right-sided centre half for the last couple of games as well. Um, I'm still not sure if he's the one for us moving forward. Which that right back area, both full back areas, still worry me. But I do think out of all of those players, he's probably the one that's come on the most. Yeah, I definitely. Um, as I reflect on both of those lads, I, in terms of Porro, you know, in the first couple of games, Leicester away, etc., that everyone you know talks about all the time. You know, I couldn't just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Fifty-three million on a, you know at the end of the loan and everything. Just you know, what on Wait, earth is going on? But actually, I, I, isn't that what they got to pay at the end? It's over fifty mil, isn't it? I think. You know, whatever. It's all, it's all, it's all monopoly money, isn't it? Really, but um, I um, I actually think they've got a player there with Porro. But the more I see him, I think his character, he is, he is pretty, he's really good on the ball, particularly going forward. You know, I think he, he needs like everybody needs time to like bed in at the Premier League, and you know, I've been critical of him, and I was probably I was wrong to be critical of it. Like he needs time, but I think they got a player there. But Royale at the end of the season is like a different player to the one that was playing at the beginning of the season. So I think the award has to go to, to Royale. I mean, he's, you know, they really missed him when he got injured, didn't they? Which says a lot. Yeah. I mean, they really did. Everyone's saying that Porro is working really hard behind the scenes and he listens and he's just trying really hard. And like you say, I think his attitude is really, really good. I think he just wants yeah. to be better. He wants it. And he's only 23. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing. There's one player who, doubled his goal output from um, last year, so twice as good. He scored a third of all the goals he's ever scored for Tottenham this season, and he's been with us for nine years, and that's Ben Davis. So that's a, a big improvement year on year. <laughs> he's had another fantastic season, especially, you know, particularly after a, a long run in the World Cup. <laughs> he was so bad in that World Cup. I don't know why you brought that up. Um, Emerson Royale, are we giving it to Emerson Royale? Because he has yeah. improved a lot. That's my vote, yeah. I don't have some role. Hope you're listening. Most <laughs> embarrassing result. Um, I've got nil-nil versus Milan at home. That was a oh, disgraceful oh. performance. Like, we had it. They, I mean, they're really good, obviously. They got to the Champions League semi-final. They're a great team. There's some great players in there. I think we underestimate. I underestimated how good that squad was. Um, but we just didn't do anything. We didn't try. And then I've got 1-0 Sheffield United in the FA Cup, 2-0 to Forest in the League Cup. Hated that. I thought that was poor. You could also put the 3-3 versus Southampton as well. Anything else? Any other embarrassing moments? I mean, the Newcastle game for me was... uh, Newcastle away. Horrendous. (laughs) I I did put that in because I got worst result uh, as well. But yeah, that's definitely 5-0 down after 21 minutes. That, that for me, way. yeah, yeah. The, both the Arsenal games as well for me were just toothless. They were really good. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm going to combine this with cock up of the season as well, um, just because there's only two in there. Getting dire one on one with Rashford, where Rashford tore him a new asshole. That was just so embarrassing to watch. There's like a different league. Shocking. Yeah, Dyer definitely got my error of the season nomination. 
maybe I'll keep it though. I was said there was a passing out of the back again against Man United. I think Perisic was involved where we conceded quite quickly from a, a pass out from the back. Okay, so let's do most embarrassing result. Um, or just most embarrassing. What are we going for? 6-1. I mean, New, the New, Newcastle was just, uh, you know, it's the first time. Newcastle was the first time in a really, really long time. It was away, so I wasn't there. But I literally just turned the telly off, walked out. And yeah. I can't remember what I did. Went and did something in the garden. I think just stormed out after 30 minutes. Didn't even watch it. Well, as well, you knew it wasn't going to get better. From three nil, from two nil, you just knew it just wasn't going to get better. That was a, it was good. That's going to be a very memorable Same. result. Painful. And it's the one that killed Hugo Lloris at Tottenham, which is yeah, really yeah. sad as I was well. So thinking that half time, he's never never played again, has he? No, and he's going. Like it's really quite sad because he's he's a club legend. Like, I, yeah. All right then. Has he done ten yeah. years? Has he done ten years with Hugo? Oh, let me have a look. I'm not sure it's ten. Because they've been quite, quite. Because it will, it literally will be just a, a badly edited video on Instagram, and it'll be off. I'll be so sad. It, it didn't even I'm give it a proper one. That. Yeah, the, the when all the players went round at the end. He's been with us since yeah. 2012. So yeah, he's been there 10 years. So they might, they him... might give, might give him a testimonial, aren't they? Sorry, mate. I'm just going to chuck one other embarrassing moment. Was going out in the League Cup. I don't oh, know if yeah. you remember this. We went we went down two nil at Forest back in Forest. November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do, that yeah. was just I I was actually I was actually on the way to the airport that night, and um, my dad was dropping me at the airport, and we had the commentary on, and it was, was I, f- I think if memory is correct, it was two goals in five minutes or something like that, and it was just like oh, what a Brennan Johnson um, goal. Might have been, um, but that was a particular because it was like really like this. That was at the time when Forest were proper struggling at the bottom of the league and you just thought surely we'll go there and get through and the league cup just every single year always feels to be one that gets away so that uh, that was one that stood out for me as well as a particular like, painful moment they were down yeah. to 10 men weren't they and something like that and oh yeah i don't like this yeah yeah particularly poor night yeah, results like that, board. don't they? And they just say they just say a lot about what happened to the mentality and togetherness of that group of lads. Then they really results like that, you yeah. know, like the Sheffield United result, which you just can't you just can't lose those games, you know. So, so we yeah, go in six one to Newcastle, but yeah, special yeah, mention. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Best result. I've got six two versus Leicester, just because it's a big scoring game, but they. A bit shit. Two uh, nil versus Chelsea, probably good result that. And then one nil versus City as well. Oh, how long ago does that feel? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I embarrassing City was moment. The best they played this year. Which one? Sorry, the City game. I, I thought that was the best they played this year that I saw them. Yeah, I think so. Home. And it was good to see the record. Embarrassing moment. That handshake with Conte and Tuchel, which was mm. last season that <laughs> was properly embarrassing some people loved it i found it really oh, cringe yeah you, you know what else we the, the other game we forgot is we lost 4-1 at leicester oh yeah 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 of course i think yeah. we'd all we've all just done the smart thing of just like we'll just eliminate that and that game didn't doesn't exist but i'd completely forgotten about that yeah there was a 4-3 against bournemouth where we lost with a 95th minute goal wasn't that at home as well 
Three two, that was three two. Was sorry, three, two? yeah, I was at that. Three two, yeah, I was at that. That was awful. I mean, we could do a whole pod on what of our most horrendous results been of the season. Yeah, with eight, I've got a separate worst result as well. Yeah, because I've got the Leicester, I've got Milan, Newcastle, four three against Liverpool as well. Just because, just yeah. hang on, just hang on. So many games, isn't there? I've just flicked up um, online the. Uh, our results and I'd, I, again I'd forgotten the 1-1 at Everton when they were down to 10 men and we had 20% of the ball against 10 men and they inevitably <laughs> equalised after Lucas Moore had come on and got sent off that I remember that game as well was a was a like what are we doing like we've got an extra player <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> well this is the thing because actually there's a lot of first half like dire first half performances that, that were saved by Harry Kane. So we could, this, this could be the longest list of most embarrassing slash worst results slash cock up of the season. We were just saved by Harry Kane and yeah. then just our forgetful, like trauma protecting yeah. brains. Well, there's a special section of cock up of the season for Eric Dyer for me. I mean, just to list a couple <laughs> uh, at home versus Liverpool when he headed the ball neatly in the most yeah. sellers path so that Salah could slot the second goal when we were coming back into it uh, Man United at home when he missed an open goal from one and a half yeah. yards uh, right in front of me that was um, I just you know <laughs> um, yeah he, he gets his own little special section of the of the cabinet for that one For his, I mean I know he, you know, he's had to go and get his groin done didn't he but the groin Still. wasn't the problem there Eric yeah. Yeah. Best result then, one 0 versus City. Two 0 versus Chelsea was good. Like it was a good yeah. one. But it has to be the one 0 like for I'd go City. Yeah, yeah. Just given just given the calibre of opposition you beat in. Uh we've sort yeah. of done a lot of it then. Like I've got worse. Wasn't there ASD, than... sorry, just really quickly, wasn't there an amazing stat which was there are only two teams in the league? this season that stopped Man City scoring and they were managed by Stellini and Nathan Jones. It's just like, <laughs> what, what a group of managers to be in that is. Worst result then, because we've sort of done that with most embarrassing at 6-1 to Newcastle. So I'll sort of skip that. I, I mean, my vote is still the 0-0 versus Milan. Just how... Yeah, yeah. Because it's just pathetic. And... All the all of them want to be in the Champions League, and it's all about the money. Like th- that should be the one time the club pull together. Like Levy wants it because he wants more money. The managers want it because they want to be seen as great. The players want it, and you just turn up and you were just pathetic. You've already played them once. You can see that they're all right. They weren't great in the semi final either. Like you can see they're they're good, but they're we've played better teams and we've beaten better teams. Ugh, I hated that. That that game as well, the crowd were really up for it before the game. Like it was a quite a nasty, in a good way, atmosphere. You know, it was hostile. Yeah. The crowd were noisy. Everyone was like, right, come on, we're gonna, you know, crack on. And literally within three minutes of kickoff, it was quite clear how we were gonna play that game. And the whole place just became deflated. And then didn't he didn't he with like 20 minutes to go, didn't he bring another centre back on us? He did. Yeah. He did. And but that he brought Sanchez on, didn't he? But actually, and that's when he got booed really badly. But but then we actually played better because we went to three at the back, and then the two fullbacks actually became wingers, and you know that blah blah blah. I think so. There there was method in the madness, but still. All right then. 
I had moment of the season. I couldn't remember any really positive moments, really. Because um, all, all of them are goals. Hoiberg's goal, I still love it against Marseille. Kane's goal against City. Kane's free kick. Um, I couldn't think of many just moments I just loved. Any mad skills. I can't think of anything. Richarlison juggling the ball away at Forest was quite funny. Wasn't yeah. it? That was, uh, got... I quite enjoyed. I quite enjoyed that. And he um he wins my shithousery award of the year as well <laughs> for blanking blank, blanking Martinelli when he was when Martinelli was warming up. That was right in front of me. That was when good. he met Martin, Martinelli walked up tried to shake his hand and he just looked at him and walked straight past. That was good. Him. I, I thought that was quite good. But that, that was after the season the... from. Sorry, mate. That was after the World Cup as well, when they'd been away together, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just Fine. completely, just completely blanked him, and it was because I sit in the corner, and it was right in front of me, and he literally just looked at him, stood and looked at him with a with a deadpan face, and just walked past. <laughs> Fine. Moment of the season, then Richarlison blanking Martinelli. I'm, I'm all right Martinelli. with that. Martinelli. Uh, we've done cock up of the season. Um, bottle job. Of the season, so we've got uh, Southampton three, Tottenham three in March. Which, I mean, Southampton are a dreadful team. The one-one versus Everton, um, and then I've got Arsenal. Arsenal led the table 248 days, which shattered the record for the longest time spent without winning the league. Uh, they had a five-point league, a five-point lead with same games played on April the eighth, and six weeks later, they the title had gone. So I, you know. Who do you think? What's the bottle job result of this season? Arsenal. I mean, they, they, City chased them down relentlessly, and of course, City were amazing on the last whatever however many games, fifteen games or whatever it was. But the reality is, Arsenal, you know, win, win at West Ham, don't they? Yeah. And uh, and they win the league, so you know they um, they 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 unquestionably bowled it. Yeah. Yeah. Like- 2 0 up against Liverpool, and then they drew. 2 0 up against West Ham, and they drew after missing a penalty. And then 3 3 draw from 2 0 up and 3 1, and then 3 1 down to Southampton. And then a 4 1 defeat to City. Like they they bottled it. So, bottle job, despite our season, bottle job of the season is that lot down the road. It's a weird weird one, isn't it? Because to challenge City for the league, you've got to win 30 games, realistically. Like you have to get n- at least ninety points if you're going to challenge them, which just feels that feels mad. Like it's like win thirty, get three or four draws, or three or four defeats, and that might still not be enough to win it. Like yeah, it is a mad, it's a mad time in it. And it, the only the only positive I take from the fact that we are terrible at the moment is that I would hate for us to be at our absolute peak because it's not going to beat City, and you just sort of hope that eventually when we do get good again that might be in a year three years five, whatever it is you hope that when that happens that's when all of these other sides are on a rebuild or you know managers leave and you can just sort of catch teams off guard because what what can you do at the minute when City are getting that many points like it's it's incredible what Pep's done there um and until he goes I just can't see anything changing Arsenal as painful as it is Arsenal had an amazing season if I was in their position I'd be absolutely gutted be simply because they'd led it for so long and that'd be the thing I think if that was Spurs and we'd come second to them and we were behind them all season you'd sort of be a little bit like too good but to have been in front you know ultimately if they'd have beaten them home and away the way that City did 
Yeah, could have been different. Could have been different. It's those fine margins, isn't it? But I don't know how you stop City at the moment. They are just an absolute machine. I don't think you can. And I, we just got to go. This is sports washing and unfairness of investment in football. There's nothing you can do about it. They'll win the Champions League. I'm pretty sure of it on Saturday, and that'll be it. That's it's cycles, it cycles, isn't it? So it's no different to the United domination at the start of the Premier League. You know, Chelsea, Chelsea had a few years, didn't they? And it's like Liverpool had it, you know, back way back when. And it's like it's just City's time at the moment. And you just sort yeah, of yeah. got to, you basically got to wait for Pep to go. Because when he goes, it, like when he leaves, it they will find it difficult because they, of course they will. So you just hope that when that happens, that's <laughs> not going to be for another few years that we're at a point where we might come out of nowhere. And you you have only got to look at Arsenal to to see that. It can change very quickly from one season to another. I'm not saying we're going to be in a title race next year. I really don't think we are. But sometimes one or two sign-ins and things can just click for a couple of players and you can be away. So, because if you think about Arsenal, who did they bring? They brought Jesus in. He got he got some injuries, didn't play that much. They brought Sinchenko in. Like they, It's not as if they brought five or six, you know, and, and went and spent crazy money. They just basically just sort of all gelled and all came together at a time where... The league was fairly weak. So who knows what's going to happen next season. But the the job that Pep has done, are you, do, is Pep number one, if he wins the treble, is Pep number one? Well, all great, time? Of all time. Not yet. Coach. Number one coach. But uh, Fergie for me, number one manager of all time because he reinvented the team about four, four or five times, That's didn't it. he? That's it. And there was far more competition. Like Arsenal were bigger competition for him, consistency, and then Liverpool as well. And the, the, he didn't have the financial dominance. He did have some financial dominance, but he didn't have it. And I feel like there was far more... Like the club rivalries in those days were bigger and stronger anyway. I may be being biased, being led by a podcast. There's a podcast that talks about it. Uh, re- there's been one that recently, but like that Arsenal game, Arsenal Man United was the biggest game of the season. There isn't any game next year that you go, that's just the that's a title defining game. Whereas you could do that in those seasons, mm. and he had to deal the, with that. I think the league's more competitive now than what it was back then. It goes deeper now, doesn't it? In, yeah, you know, that's it's harder, it. harder to get top six, top seven. You can slip up now. against more teams. I feel. Yeah. I think any I think any away game now pretty much is like for any even for Sid like any away games a really tough match now as mm. like I'm not, I don't want to discredit that job that Fergus did in that amazing United team like that United team will always have nostalgia and it'll be difficult for me to put a team above it in terms of the best I've seen but you look at it there were some I know you still got to turn up and win but there were some really easy games then and I, I just I think in the Premier League now. There aren't any easy games because even when you look at sides like Bournemouth, who man for man are not a particularly good team at all and probably a championship side, they manage to dig results out and find a way to win. Um, I think from, I think if Pep wins it next week and does the treble, that dominance and the way he's completely revolutionised football and the style of football, the points tallies get in. I just don't know how we ever see something like that again. <coughs> he, um Ferguson was like he was the last of his era, wasn't he? That you know the, the the person that managed the whole club and dominated the whole club and wasn't particularly in a tracksuit Monday to Friday and all of that stuff. 
And um, and obviously, Pep's not doing that, is he? At City, he's you know he's he's out on the training pitch every day, coaching, 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 coaching. I think that his his stats probably make him the greatest football coach of all time for me. I mean, he's won thirteen out of the last fifteen leagues he's competed for, and he or something. It's I mean, it's just it's in, it's insane. So, um, but yeah, I just think it's diff- different eras, you know. But yeah. I, I have to say that the. I agree with you completely, Jack, that what, what he's done at City, the way that they play, I actually love watching them play. Like I, I think it's fantastic. But at the same time, um, I I really hate what they've done to football, to be honest. I hate it. Because they, unlike United and Liverpool in the 80s, yeah, they are dominating now. But they it's they wouldn't be dominating now if they weren't washing that club with with money and Ferguson ultimately dominated through victory and through success and building and success and building and blooding in an academy of young players and growing those players himself and yeah they made big signings one or two big signings a season you know Ferdinand and Rooney and Berbatov and all of that but it it was achieved really really differently to the way that City ultimately have achieved it and and uh and so he has he has revolutionized football, Guardiola, for sure. And will go down as a living legend, no doubt. But for me, City have also had a similar impact in a negative way on football. Um, that ultimately is, you know, really I think damaging the credibility of the sport massively, to be honest. And I and I I, I you know, they're, they're going to win the Champions League next year with 115 pending charges of corruption against them from within the sport. They're not criminal charges, obviously, but but they're basically in breach of the UEFA rules. You know, I mean, they, they should they should be relegated if they're found guilty of those rules. And they've got to get on with it and, you know, and, and, re, and really and really close it because it's 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 sport at the end of the day. Right. It is sport. It's meant to be a competition. So um, it, it's definitely tainted for me, I have to say. I just want to see him do it when he doesn't have the best players in the world at his at his fingertips. I'd love to see him at Spurs, not because I want to see Spurs do well. Obviously, I do, but I want to see what he would do with this team. Or what would he do to Eric Dyer? Would he go? Because mm. everyone's going like, <laughs> oh, John Stones going into midfield as defensive midfield as a masterstroke. We tried that with with Eric Dyer, and it cocked up massively, you know. And what would he do? Um, I'm sure he'd sort something out, and he'd make us play better. My next my next door neighbour, hello Joe, if you're listening, thinks that um, he's going to do one more year at City and then manage England. Really? Yeah. Pep. That's what uh, that's that's what I said. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's Absolutely, mental. he's going to go, going to do a national team, going to turn, going to going to make, going to get England over the line. It's going to be his last last bit of his legacy. That seems really to me. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, I have sign-ins of the season but we could just go in and do a quick marking the players so what what i'm going to ask you guys to do is go mark them out of 10 with five being they just hit expectations 10 beating expectations one obviously massively falling under expectations uh hugo Lloris, jack latchford oh god where'd you start with this guy um is he just getting old, or is he? Is yeah, he just yeah, being yeah. Exposed he is. Now? No, no, no. He is. He is. He's just past it. He's just. He peaked a few seasons ago. It's a shame what's happened. He's. He's still 
Spurs' greatest Premier League goalkeeper. I think that there's no doubt about that. Um, it's just always a shame, isn't it, when you've got such a great player that goes out the way he's gone out. Like He won't be remembered, I don't think, which is sad by a lot of Spurs fans for the brilliant goalkeeper that he was. He'd be remembered for the last couple of seasons when he was a liability and you could tell that his heart wasn't really in it. He wasn't up for the fight. So it's been really disappointing for him. Out of 10, I can't look... and. I'll give him maybe a generous four. Four. Yeah. Yeah, three, three, three or four. We needed to do like a, a two-pack or a Heath Ledger. Just put him, just knock him out when he was at the peak of his powers so that all you remember is just the great, the great Hugo Lloris player. But yeah, it's a real shame, isn't it? I loved him, but I just, there were a lot of moments where you go, it was just poor. Like there, there was still shot stopping, which was incredible. It was just poor. All right then, uh, Fraser Forster. I've done what's expected. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd actually say he's probably done slightly above what we expected. Um, I, so if you're saying five is what you expect, I'd probably give him a six. Yeah, six, six or so. I'd, yeah, just a good Premier League keeper. I think he's he's done a good job. Uh, skipping Alfie Whiteman and Brandon Austin to Christian Romero, which is an interesting one, right? He's 25 now. He's not a young man. Won and won the World Cup, so he he did something right. We bought him. He's ours. It's, that's a t- that's a tough one because this is going to sound particularly harsh, given that I've just given Larissa four. I'd probably also give Romero a four. Really? Because expectation of what I thought he was going to do this season. I thought he was going to be one of the best players and the real sort of heartbeat of our defence. And he's not, he's not, I don't know how many games he's played, but he's felt like he's missed a chunk of the season. Um, And when he has played, there's not been any consistency, which you have to have from a centre half. Um, So I would say he's been, he's been slightly less than what I thought he was going to be this season, but I'm giving him the same rating as Lloris, but it's with the context of that, for me, he was going to be a key player. Yeah, I've been really disappointed with him this year. I I thought that he would settle down and his aggressiveness and his play would be used more strategically and he would really, you know, get hold of the defence. And, and he just hasn't done it, hasn't done it, sorry. But the the biggest thing that I've got against him, actually, is that he, he sort of takes a bit of a break before big international tournaments. So he took a break before the World Cup. He's just taken a, you know, he's allegedly injured again now, isn't he? But yeah, miraculously, he's in the Argentina squad for their group of three games that they're playing or whatever it is. I just think he's he, he's beginning to look to me like he's, his heart's not quite in it, you know. And uh, he's on a lot of money and he was he was signed as a, as a pivotal defender to transform the defence, he's got responsibility on his shoulders. And I might be completely wrong, of course, but he just looks like his heart's not in it. He's playing said, for himself. You said a few weeks ago that it looks like he's playing to then for us to then move. He thinks he's bigger than us, and it maybe he is. But for me, the biggest thing with him is the sim- the single thing I want is just consistency. I want to see him play regularly and play. 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 every week. There's times when he is imperious. He's incredible. But then that really shows him up when he's not, or when he's not trying or when he's not delivering. And that, that inconsistently drives me nuts. For me, it's a five. Like, he, he's done okay. I just want to see so much more from him. 
You need centre-backs to be consistent. I feel like he really sums up the season. If you haven't got if you haven't got two solid centre-backs that are giving you that 6, 7 out of 10, you don't need them to be 10 out of 10. If you just get that from them, then you, you've got a good chance. You think the team lacks a Michael Dawson, doesn't it? A head it, kick it, you know what you're going to get. That type of centre-half that brings people together. If we, if we had someone like that in there that you just know what you're getting, dependable... No, but we don't, unfortunately. All right, then. Uh, Eric Dyer. Cool. Off, off you go, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one, two, no, one's hard, two. Two. Two for me. Just poor. Just get him out now. Like, I don't know what he brings. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he brings the leadership that he's meant to be bringing. I don't see it on the pitch. No. I just don't see it No anymore. leadership. No leadership. He slows the tempo of the team down when they pass out from the back. I mean, if Postacoglu is coming to Tottenham, Dyer's not going to be a centre back. He's not. He's not, not good enough on the ball. He, play, he literally plays two at the back, didn't he? So, um, I mean, so that. I mean, that's one reason to get get, get him in, I suppose. Um, but he just he, he 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 just he saps the energy out of the team, I think, and has the audacity to call other players out when they're not playing well. I just I. I don't. Oh, I. 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 I really hope I never see him play for Spurs again. I really do. The thing for me is, what? Where would he go? Like, what? What level of team would he go to? Like, and that's the thing. Like, he would go really yeah, far yeah. down this league, and maybe even into the Championship. But he's at Spurs, and we expect to be top four. He's not a top four defender. You know what I don't get with him as well is, if you think about certain defenders, and you think they suit a certain style of football, they'd suit a certain like cluster of teams. I don't know what style of football he suits because he's not a ball playing high line centre half. He's not an old school headed kick it because I actually I don't think he's that I don't think he's a very dominant centre back. No. So you you like look at it and you think, what style of play? If you know, I'd be really interested to hear from him, like, what is your how do you want to play football? Because I just I don't see he couldn't go and play for, you know, a really hard, tough to beat team and he couldn't go to a top side. I think he's just one of those mid-table centre-backs like you could see him somewhere like Palace do you know what I mean and just sort of run at the mill maybe plays 20 games and it's just sort of a squad player there or potentially goes abroad and just because you know and and goes to a an okay side in you know the French league maybe somewhere like that and it's just like the standard's not quite as good and it's like so maybe you could be a Europa League or a Conference League centre back in one of those teams, but I just I don't know I don't know what his style is as a defender, which is baffling. Might be our fault because he came in as a bit of a ball playing defensive midfielder centre back, a bit of a David Luiz, wasn't he? Maybe we've just sort of it's a bit of a utility player, weren't he? Like he yeah, played yeah. full back, he played him in, it was just sort of like wherever we needed him to do a job, he would sort of be the one that we'd move around and play in a different position. But he was mobile though, wasn't he? I think everyone forgets that when we first had him, he could get about the about the pitch really well. He wasn't like an amazing footballer. He was a very, very good athlete who was he had quite good football intelligence. And he was also playing alongside Dembele, which always helps. Um I can't believe what's happened to him. You know, I still like yeah. his character, but for me ultimately just not he's not good enough. No. I'm sure he'd be a great coach. I just don't want to see him play for Spurs again. Mm-hmm. Davidson Sanchez. That's a tricky one too. I don't think he's good enough either. Because there's, a, there's you know what? 
You know what? I'd give him a five. He, he He's done what I thought he would do this season and what he's done for the last three or four years. He's not been great. He's not been absolutely like, well, He has been dreadful some games, but he, he, he's he been what we know. Do you know what I mean? He's not been above or below that. Totally fair. Totally fair. How much did we pay for him? It's tr- £42 million. His treatment earlier on in the season was a disgrace. It was. And anyone, anyone that booed him should be ashamed of themselves. And I'm um, you know, thankful to say that neither me or my son would ever do that when we're watching any of the players, to be honest. But, I mean, his performances are, you know, yeah, yeah. or, you know, I mean, yeah, he's another one. He's number one that's, he's out of contract next season. He's only got, he's, I'm just checking out his, uh, his agents. He's the only person on his agents list. But I was just looking at Sun's agents while, while we're here. Sun's agents have got an unbelievable, let me find him. Youngmin Son is represented by agents called CAA Base, and their clientele are. I'll come back to that. Uh, I'll come back to them when we go. Uh, Longley. So we've got him on loan. Sounds like we might sign him for 12 million. He's 27. He's done a decent job, I thought. But just quiet. You know what? He's, 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 not, he's not spectacular, is he? He's all right. He's the first one so far that has exceeded expectations for me. I'm not saying he's an amazing centre-back, but we got him and I was a little bit like, OK, like I, I, I really had no expectations. I thought he would be probably bottom of the list, behind, even behind Sanchez, when we brought him in on loan. And actually, as you've gone throughout the season, he's probably emerged to be the centre-back that's been the most consistent. Um, mm. He's good on the ball, he's tidy, he's just a bit too passive for me. to be. He's basically a poor man's Vertonghen. That is effectively what he is. Um, but I think he's done more than what I thought he would, so I'd probably give him a six. Yeah, I, I'd probably give him a six. I think I think they'll buy him because I think they're going to want centre-backs yeah. that, that can play out from the back. And he 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 can play out from the back really well. So yeah. I, I think they'll end up buying him. Agree. Tanganga will skip. We haven't, really, we haven't seen him. Ben Davis, I yeah. mean... I'll ignore my um, biases. I think he's done exactly what we wanted him to do. He's been seven or eight out of ten. So my, uh, I think I've ruined the rating thing. He's a five, but actually, yeah, for me, he's seven or eight. eight, eight. Out of, you know, he's yeah, eight. <laughs> he's a yeah, five, yeah, he's... six. Uh, Pedro Porro. <laughs> that was a weird one because he he was really good against us, and then he he came. It's a bit like we saw him on Instagram. And then we got we started going out with him, and then we saw him without his makeup on. I'm still not sure about Poro, to be honest. I think you have to play a real certain way to get the most out of him. So for me, the jury's still out. So I'd, I'd give him a five. Yeah, six for me. I think there's a player in there. I don't know. I can just smell it. I think so. I so. Yeah. There's an, all we've seen is that there's an athlete in there. And that's bare minimum, but I'm really excited to see what could be done. I think if you put, gave him to Pep, you you would see an amazing player come out. And so I think we have to hope for that. Emerson Royale, I'm going to start off by giving him a seven because I think he's been put in so many different systems and different positions. Actually, he's done really well. And he's still got a smile on his face and he still wants to do a good job. And he's only 24. So I'm pretty I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that. Again, it, with with how we're rating these players, with what we were expecting at the start of the season, I was I wasn't expecting anything from him. I was I was hoping we'd get rid of him. So for him to come in and contribute in games, I, yeah, I'd probably agree with that. 
Scored two goals. Yeah, two goals. He scored two goals. It was one of them. One of them. City, didn't he? Yeah, that's that header against City in that game where we bizarrely two nil up at half time, and (laughs) we all knew what was coming. Oliver Skip, twenty-two year old, one of Garden City boy. I feel just really proud of him. You know, like he's he's doing it. He's doing it properly. Like I doubts when he came back from his injury. I thought, um, maybe he just had a good breakout year. Is he, can he just do it consistently, actually? I think he's been really good. And I think he shows the leadership that we sort of think Dye's got. But actually, I think Skip is that person. So for me, he's a seven, seven or eight. I'd agree with that. He was also apparently one of only two people that was actually calling anybody out in the dressing room at half-time at Newcastle, wasn't he? So he, did, he gets an extra mark for that in my book. I'd go even higher than that for him. Again, oh, yeah? with, the, with the context of what we were expecting, he has been... a like key part of our midfield you know what I mean especially with Benton Core going with I know we lost the game you forget like he was chucked in in the San Siro he was and the, you know what 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 I like what I've liked about Skip is he's not the best player in the world he's still developing in those moments in games where it's been tough and I think actually playing at home this season has been really really tough um he's always gone and got the ball and there's been a, there's been there's been a lot of games where you're looking around and being like, who actually even wants the ball apart from Kane? And Skip was always one, even in games. And if you think back to that Brentford game, right, and I feel like this highlights him. He was at fault for two out of those three goals. And despite making a mistake for the first one, he still goes and gets the ball. Granted, he made a mistake for their third one. But like, it's that that confidence and it's basically having a bit about you to say, you know what, like we're struggling. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go and do it. Give me the ball. And no matter what's going on in the game, he's constantly like, go again, go again, go again. And I've, I've really rated that about him. So with the right code, I think we've got a really good young player in there. I really, really do. I think he's got everything that you want out of a modern day, slightly more defensive midfielder. He's got good mobility, passes forward, he can carry the ball. He's tough in a tackle. I just think he needs a good coach and, again, the right type of players around him over the next couple of seasons. But I, I think he's done really well this year. He's one that, yeah. I'm looking at the sister players now, and I don't know what he does in his spare time. Every other single one, you know what they do. What does he do in his spare time? Like, really, what do you think he does in his spare time? <laughs> it brings me back. Do you remember years ago when we asked people to uh, write in about if they weren't, if Spurs players weren't professional footballers, what would they do for a living? And someone messaged in and said, Brian Mason, he would sell ties. Do you remember? And it's like, it's, 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 that, it's that type of question again, isn't it? He, lo- I reckon he loves the cinema, Oliver Skip. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely he, got Cine, Cineworld year Cineworld pass. Ticket, yeah, yeah. He's definitely got that. He loves the slush puppy. Le- Lego. 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 Lego yeah. yeah. He and then he takes them apart and puts them back into the same box. Yeah. In little bags. Yeah. yeah. And he still goes yeah. for drive throughs all the time. By the way, and by the way, there's nothing Definitely. wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> he had the drive that's the drive through shout a hundred percent. One hundred percent. Uh Hoiberg. Weirdly splits people for me. I think he does a great job. I I this stupid scoring system's ruined in my head, but I think he's done exactly what we expected him to do. And for me, he yeah. he's been really good at it. He's not for me that he's he's Notwithstanding his amazing goal against Marseille that I loved, uh, I think when the team is not playing well, which let's face it, it's quite often, yeah. 
he uh, he doesn't. He hides. He hides when you what you just. I think he hides. You watch him, and he places. He he deliberately places himself in in spots where he can't get the ball, and he uh, he doesn't like. He calls out other players, but he don't get stuck in. I I I'm not having him. I I I really wanted to have him, but I I'm not. I I think he, I think he's all mouth and little substance. Um, I'm afraid, and uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. I hope I'd put. So, let's put it this way: when Benton Curse fit, assuming that Basuma's going to play next season, uh, I hope Skip gets in ahead of him for sure. So interesting. I I I look. I I like him. He's my type of player. He's a, I think it's easy to forget we bought him for 15 million quid from Southampton and he is quite limited in what he can do. And I think that there's been a lot of times this season where he's been asked to do stuff that, frankly, he's not good enough to do, um, which is a lot of the sort of more progressive midfield play. And it, like I think he's I think he's a pretty good ball winning, give it easy defensive midfielder. I think I think he can do that job quite well. And I think that's the player that we bought from Southampton. So I think if we're looking for our midfielders to want to need to do something more than that then he's going to find it difficult I think if he can just have a really simple Scott Parker Wilson Palacios role yeah, yeah. then I think he, then I think he's good at that so it depends really the type of style that, that we need I think the problem he's had this year is we have needed our central midfielders to be more than just that um, which is why Benton Court has done so well because he's the comp- he's the complete midfielder um, I would probably in in the scoring system we've got give him a five in terms of he's done what I thought he could do. He struggled when he's been asked to do stuff that he can't do. Um, I do think next season, Bentoncourt when he does come back fit, if he's the same player, uh, a fully firing Basuma. I've really liked what I've seen from Basuma the last three or four games. I think he's starting to get there. And then the emergence of Skip, I do think he's going to find his game time more limited. But it wouldn't surprise me if we start the season and he's there for the first five, six games and then he's slowly phased out. That that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, so I'd, I'd give him a five. I think, I think he's done what we thought he could do, which is have good games and struggle when we're playing against elite opposition. Yeah, I agree. Is this scoring system stupid? Should we just go to a normal out of 10 for how good they've been? <laughs> I'd still uh, give him a four. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Bentica then. Great, great season. Great. So it's just a yeah. shame it's been cut short, isn't it? Yeah. Eight and a half. Yeah, he's he's been just the engine room, isn't he? And we've really, really missed him. I think he's been fantastic for us. What a player. I think he's from I almost think he's minute min, from almost minute one as well. Like, wait, do you remember his first game? He came on as a substitute second half for Harry Winks. I can't remember who we were playing as ever, but we were dire in midfield. And he came on and he immediately, it was like, oh, that's what a centre midfielder's meant to do. Yeah. It meant to like, turn on the half turn, move the ball forward, spray the ball around, not just pass it four yards sideways and backwards. Harry Winks coming back from his loan, by the way, in the summer. Looking forward to that. But um, yeah, he's been brilliant since day one. And uh, I really hope that uh, he comes back the same player from his ACL. The, the, the surgery now is quite different, isn't it, to what it was years ago. So hopefully he will and um, yeah. he'll be, uh, they need him for sure. Basuma, I mean, we haven't seen enough of him really. He was injured for a while. We haven't really seen enough, but... I've been so disappointed with him. 
Yeah, I, re- yeah. I really yeah, sure. have because to the performances that he was putting, he's been putting in at Brighton. You know, it was fantastic. Like, we, we lost at home to Brighton last year, didn't we, in the last minute. I think Trossard scored and Basuma ran that game. Like that Basuma and Caicedo, I think it was, and we just could mm. not live with them. Um, so I was really, you know, that player is a modern day midfielder, isn't he, really? With what, and if you're looking to be sort of a high energy side, he's perfect for it. So I've, I've been really disappointed with him. The last three or four games, it seems, it's a shot again, the timing's not been great for him at all. Um, I thought he played really well at Leeds. Um, I like good on the ball, composed, um, good energy. So I'm excited for him for next season. But this year, you'd, you'd, I couldn't give him more than a three or four because he's not he's not played. Yeah. And when he has played, he's not he's not been great. Oh yeah, I put him down at two. Like all the stats we got him for, for like in terms of like intercepts and, and progressive balls, we just massively failed. But massive expectations for next year. Um, well, perhaps sorry, mate. I was just going to say, he wasn't able to, he clearly Conte didn't quite fancy him, did he? And uh, he wasn't able just to get his head up, was he? And try and force his way back in the team. His head went down That's a little it. bit, I think. I, I agree. I've been really disappointed with him. But um, also encouraged that if he can get someone that puts their arm around him, he could, um, and you play him in a three in the midfield, he could be great next yes. year. Yeah. Perhaps are. We haven't really seen enough of him. He's looked decent, but we haven't seen enough. He needs a loan for me. I really like him. I think I like what I really like about Saar is he wants the ball. Yeah. He, 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 even though he's the youngest player on the on the pitch half the time, and we could be losing two 0 he, he he's running up and saying, "Give me the ball. I'll impact the game." He's trying to change the tempo of the game. Puts his foot on the ball, takes a quick free kick. I just really like that. I don't think we've got anywhere near enough players that do that. So I'm a fan, but he needs a loan. But we've not seen him so. Yeah. Three, four, five, maybe four. Yeah. Sessignon. I can't even remember Sessignon this season. Yeah, no. He scored, didn't he? He scored against Bournemouth. I remember that. He says made 17 he's got, appearances. I, don't, I just don't remember him. He's got to get his hamstring sorted. Otherwise, he, he needs to be sold, I think, unfortunately. I think he's going to go soon. I just I don't. Think I think he's finished as well. So I, like, again, he's another one. We bought him off. We bought him in 2019. It's crazy, isn't it? So, I mean, he's been here four years and it's like he hasn't really, it feels like he hasn't really kicked a ball. No. Like, you just got, you, again, I was quite excited when we bought him, to be honest, but he's another one that you just mm. like, you've got to just cut your losses and get rid. Ivan Perisic, interesting one. For me, it's a three. Because you, I was, I think I was so excited about him. Yeah, me too. I really, really was. Really disappointed. I, I'd struggle to. I'd probably give him a four because he has had moments in games. But the biggest frustration for me of him is, like we said all season, is he's been playing as a defender, and it's like he's so he's so good with the ball, and it's like he's been asked to basically defend one v one for most of the season, and it's like he's not very good at it. Shock. Um, so it's been it's more frustration um, than anything else with Perisic. But he's been. I thought he was actually going to come in and, and make a real difference for us in certain games. And like those tougher games, you'd look to, can you bring him in, you know, for a bit of experience, but that's just really not worked. So um, probably give him a four. I just, I've just seen. Yeah, really, Sorry, mate. I was going to say really disappointed. Really, really disappointed. So yeah, three, three four. Yeah. No, and he's... also nowhere near enough goals. Like, no, you know, I think he was played that position, wasn't he? But I think the um, 
I think he's also ruined Sun's season a little bit, but I think Conte ruined Sun's season, but I think that that didn't work either. Royal Antwerp have just won the Belgian league after Toby scored the last minute goal, the 94th minute goal, which is nice for him. Add that to the list of players winning trophies. Against uh, Genk as well. And if they'd have drawn, if they lost that game, Genk would have won the title. Yeah, great stuff. Last minute. Yeah. Young Min Son. So due to this stupid scoring system, uh, it's got to be under underperforming, right? Yeah. Because he, yeah. but he's still a fabulous player. He I, is, he is. But if you, if you just look at his goal, his, his goals and assists, that's been a, he's fallen off the cliff, hasn't he? Really, this season. Um, which is funny because Kane still managed to, do you know what I mean? Continue to get his numbers. So it's been disappointing for some. Um, you just hope it's just a blip, don't you? And it's not like the start of a decline. That that that's that's all you can say. But I mean, he was told not to shoot, wasn't he? And he had players playing in his position. I just think like ten goals, six assists in the Premier League isn't great. Two goals in the Champions League, four in the Europe not in the Europa League. Um it's just not good enough. But he's still like and three of the three of his ten Premier League goals came in one game, so it's not good enough for his high standards. I just, I just, I felt so sorry for him watching him walk around the pitch at the end of the season when he was in, in tears. He was just totally dejected. And everything he said since is about how sorry he was, how he's underperformed. I think we'll see a new Sun next season when we've got a new attack in play. Um, he'll be 30, 31 next season. He's peaked. We should be looking at how we replace him now. So, I think he needs a really, he needs, he needs a really good preseason. And I think one of the things that he needs to do that he hasn't quite figured out yet is. Like every player that relies on their pace when they get to 30, he's got his game's got to evolve a little bit. Like I, I do think that he's, you know, he's he's not had the arm around him that he needed. He's not been played out of position, not allowed to be free, and all and all those things that I, you know, it's been really obvious that you could see. But he also does look like just a slight half a yard that he's not quite got the explosive pace that he used to have, mm. which is natural. Yeah. And he's gonna have he's gonna have to evolve his game and. Um, too many times this season, game after game, that pace hasn't quite been there. He's lost the ball, and you know there's been turnover, and he's going to have to figure out how he can be a little bit more creative. I think, but I mean, you know, wonderful player, still a wonderful player. So if he can get himself really fit in pre-season, hopefully we great, see another it? good year with him next year. Yeah. So his um, his agency. I've got Kingsley Coman, Son, Richarlison, Madison, Bremer, the Juventus centre-back, who's decent, Varane, Porro, uh, Ebereche, Etze, Carl Walker-Peters, Carl um, Walker, Heights and Kieran Trippier, some decent players in there, and Dele Alli. Quite a list there. Good on him. Uh, Dan Juma, what a weird signing that was. What was the point they've in that? Him be- they've, they've sent him back, haven't they? Yeah, we him. haven't, yeah. I don't understand. Like, I, I, I actually thought he looked okay when he he, the minutes he got. But um, like, what did he get? One start. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Just, um... You can't even judge it, can you? I mean, he scored on his debut, didn't he? And he scored. Um, he got that. He got a really good goal against Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely glimpses of there being a, a decent player, but he just he never got a run. So, I, I, I reckon it's. Um... Sorry, Aisty, go ahead. Sorry, mate. No, I'm on the transfer market website, and every single player has got their valuation over time. And every single player we've got 
goes up and then when we buy them it starts to go down we need to sort that out yeah well, I, I, I get the I, I i get i get the sense of him it's, it's one of those professional things he's not a trainer and that's why three successive managers aren't having him so mm. four when we stayed at the last game of the season and we stayed for the women's game afterwards, he hung around a mm. bit and he's got a massive entourage and he, I don't know, I don't want to judge, but it just, I just didn't get top professional vibes. I got, I don't know, big entourage vibes. Um, Dayan Kulisevsky. Now we do not have an obligation to buy anymore or no, we don't, we don't have a set price anymore because we're not in the Champions League. So it's a bit of a funny one. It sounds like we're going to buy him anyway, but... We have to buy him. God, we'd be mad to not buy him. I've disappointed him He's not been as great this season, I agree with you, but it's sort of like his form last year from January to the end of the season, he was never going to maintain that. That was sort of like top five attackers in Europe form. Like every single game he was scoring or assisting. And it's just like realistically, it's, but he's, he, he can't do that. Um, so I would say like the Kulisevsky we can expect is probably in the middle of what we've seen this year and what we saw the second half of last season. Um, he's been a little bit off of it, but I, I think we'd be mad to not buy him because if we don't buy him, that's another position we've got to go and find someone. And can you get someone at Kulisevsky's level that wants to come and play for us? We've got the money, we'll pay the way, all of that stuff. And I, I think we'd really struggle. So I think it would be bonkers to not get him. I really like his character, Kuliseski. I think he's, he comes across like he's a really tough lad, you know, quite resilient. And uh, I do think he might have been figured out a little bit because obviously he's a bit one-footed, didn't he? Which is, you know, it, it, that can't be new to him. He's been a professional for donkey's years. So um, on the basis that I think he's a, I think he's a really, really good lad, um, I, I think they have to buy him, you know? I mean, I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. In terms of this season... Yeah, I mean, like you know, I think the team have probably pulled him down a little bit. He didn't, never quite got himself fit either, did he? I didn't think really none of them towards the end was a bit niggly. So probably a six, five or six. Been a three for me, just in terms of what we expected. I just, I really, I'm a bit worried that they've just everyone's just gone. Well, Sherman is right, and I'm just not sure. I'd like to be wrong though, because obviously he was amazing. Two goals in the Premier League this this year. It's, it's nowhere good. near enough. Nowhere near enough. No, that can't that can't be new to him though. Like I mean, that's not rocket science defending, is it? Showing on his right. So that surely that happened to him at Juventus, and it's happened to him for most of his most of his professional career. He must be able, unless unless that's why he just moves on. But mm. I would have thought that he, he you know he can figure that out. I think he I think he he, he might. Thrive a little bit better in a more central position, Kulusevski. Oh yeah, well he says that's his natural position, number ten. Um, Lucas Mora. I mean, we didn't. He didn't play much, did he? He put one goal, so we can ignore him. I'd have, give, we, I'd have given him a zero if he hadn't scored against Leeds. But on the basis that the goal against Leeds was magnificent, I'll give him one point three. <laughs> yeah, I just. I do you think you'll stay in the Premier League? Uh-huh. Done? Like Palace? Seville, like everybody else. Yeah, fine. Uh, Harry Kane. I think he'll go, go back to Brazil, won't he? Maybe. Kane. 10 out of 10. What a man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what more he can do. I mean, he is unbelievable. He, he, 
just his everything. He he would have scored forty in that city team. I, I honestly believe it. Yeah. And he would have created more as well. I, I there's not much more you can say. A lot of his goals this time were right place at right time as well. Just unbelievable. After going away with England, do you remember we said when he came back from England that he wouldn't be the same player that we thought that penalty miss would have a massive effect? Mm. Didn't. Just carried on going. Has, it, has he this season cemented himself as Spurs' greatest ever player? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Premier League player, certainly. Yeah, for sure. We won't see anything like this again. Like, Because you thought after we saw Bale leave, and Bale had more athleticism and maybe more of a game-changing aura about him. Like, I'm not excited when Kane picks up the ball. Bale, you were excited, right? Yeah. But Kane, you're excited when a ball goes into the box. It's a slightly different vibe. I mean, you almost feel like Kane, like, controls games from centre-forward, whereas, like, Bale had moments, didn't he? It's sort of like, like, Kane very rarely has a quiet game and then does something absolutely out of this world, like... He's just brilliant for 90 minutes pretty much every game, whereas Bale did have those games, even at Madrid, didn't he, where he wasn't really in the game and then bang, from out yeah. of nowhere, he'd do something incredible. But it's like Kane runs games from from centre forward, which is like, I, 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 re, I really do think he's a complete one-of-a-kind footballer. There's just not mm. any strikers out there um, that are like him. Do, are we, do we want to talk a little bit about the Madrid stuff while we're on it? Yeah. So that what I've read today is that Benzema told Real Madrid today that this morning that he wanted to leave and then they announced it officially. And so now Ancelotti's come out and said they need a player that scores and has goal contributions. And he's told the board that he wants (laughs) Kane. So, I mean, 100 million for Kane. Are you taking it? He's going to Real Madrid, goes there for three years, smashes it. How how old is he now? Is he 30? He's 29, he'll be 30 in the summer. 30 and he needs... 45 goals to break the yeah. record so if I'm him I go to Real Madrid for three years win yeah. something come back for three years get my get the league record play come t- back to Spurs play, play two or three seasons yeah I go and, to Le Bilal, I sign a six year contract and I will but three of those need to be on loan at Real Madrid you know it just it, it all comes back to the same question what means more to him going somewhere and winning it all or winning maybe one or two or potentially nothing at Spurs. It, it's, it's The debate's still the same, isn't it, really? Like, not a lot's changed. It's just Madrid is the club in question now. And so I, I think it's it's still all the same. I, the only difference to me is I think that Levy would be willing to listen to this be purely because it's Madrid and no, no Spurs fan really could have a go at him for putting a bit more pressure on actually making that move because it's Madrid, right? It's the, it's the biggest team, it's the biggest club in the world. But it still comes back to what are his motivators? Like, and we don't, we still, we don't know, do we really? Is it, you know, I want to win something at Tottenham and one League Cup at Tottenham would mean more than three Champions Leagues, two La Ligas, do you know what I mean? A Copa del Rey. Like, who knows? Mate, if I'm here, I'm going, I, sorry, go on, Rob. I was just going to say that I think in world football, there are two or three teams only, unless you're playing for one of those teams, where if they come in and they say that they want to buy you and your club is prepared to sell you, you go. And I and I, I think that's Barcelona, Real Madrid, and probably Man City at the moment. 
and certainly Real Madrid and Barcelona. So I think if Real Madrid come in and say they want to buy him, uh, I think he'll want to go. Why on earth wouldn't he want to go? He, he would be out of his mind to go and play two years at Real Madrid, uh, up two or three years, up to 33, and then, to your point, come back, do three seasons in the Premier League uh, and try and get 20 goals. Yeah. yeah, Although he's still then got to get 45 goals, hasn't he? It's a lot he of goals. He can do that. He can do that. But he's like, playing, though, doesn't he? He does. I, I would sit down to Levy and go, look, how much more, what more do you want from me? Like, I've given you so many chances. And what have you done? You've given me shit managers. You've not supported them. You have told me that you are going to just use me to get to sixth, fifth, fourth. I want to win stuff with Spurs, but you're not doing that. I'm going to go away for three seasons. You prove to me that you want this and I'll come back because I want this. I'll come back to the Premier League in three years and I'll go to Man United and I'll score 45 goals. But I'm going to go win the Champions League and a few other titles. Yeah. The other um, thing the, the other thing from Tottenham's point of view, and I've been thinking a bit about this today, is so there's never going to be a good time to let somebody that's a worldie leave your club. And he's an absolute worldie. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a complete unicorn. And so this summer, they're going to have a new manager. It seems to me like that new manager is going to be implementing a new style of play. If Kane doesn't leave this summer, he's absolutely going to leave on a free next summer. Um, and so if we've got to embed a new team, build a new team, you know, and it's going to happen anyway. Is, is it better that it happens now and the new manager is able to sign a new player, bed that new player in next year? You know, so if they sold Kane for 120 million and replaced him with, I'm going to say this wrong, but is it Ossimham, the guy from Napoli and Madison? Yeah. Is that good business for Tottenham for next season to try and rebuild? Feels like it possibly might be on the basis he's going anyway. On the basis yeah. he's going anyway. Absolutely. But well, we've got Richarlison as well. Like we have to, we have to plan for life with him anyway. He's 30. So yeah, I, I just agree with what you're saying. I'm not sure if it's as a clear-cut decision as we think it is, given young family. probably I imagine he probably was quite close to bail in that loan season, and he wouldn't have had good things to say about the lifestyle of playing for Real Madrid. So I just think there's quite a few factors in play. But I, Rob, what you've just said there, that it's ine- it is inevitable that he goes. Like I really can't... Yeah. I don't think any of us can... I think any of us can envisage him signing a new five-year contract and like I'm going to no, play no. most of my career at Spurs. Like none of us think that. Um, I, the, being being cynical with it, if you can get a large sum of money for him now, I'd be inclined to take that, yeah. especially if it means he's, he's going out the Premier League. Like it feels <laughs> like com- commercially, yeah. which is the word that's always thrown around, that makes the most sense to do that. Yeah. If we can get a hundred million and, for him, sorry. No, no, you, please go ahead, mate. Sorry. No, no, I mean, if we can get 100 million for him, let's go get it. Like you say, he's leaving soon. One way or another, he's leaving in a year. Let's just go get the cash and start that rebuild. Give Ange all the money he wants. The team needs to be rebuilt. And Postacoglu, if indeed it is going to be him, is going to play a completely different... And it's not just at Celtic he's played this brand of football. I've been reading about him. He's played it for years he literally plays two at the back and, you know, inverted fullbacks and all of that stuff. They are going to come, A, they're going to completely transform the way they play next year and B, they're going to lose quite a few games while they figure out how to play like that, I should think. 
And so we've got to start to go on that journey to play more attacking, more exciting football. And of course, I would rather Harry Kane was there for the next three or four years because they're going to win shitloads more games if he was there to do it. But he isn't going to be there. And so they've got to figure out how they're going to play without him. And it seems to me that when you begin a rebuild and you get a new manager in, that is possibly the best time to do it on the basis that it's going to happen anyway. So I hope he signs a new contract and decides he wants to get his statue. But if not, I think he should go to Madrid and we should try and get 100 million quid for him. That just leaves us with Richarlison, who been a disappointment, really. It's more yellow cards. More yellow cards and goals. He's been shocked. 60 million and what is it, two league goals? Yeah, yeah, one. One. That's as bad as it gets, isn't it? That, that's, you know. It's quite strong. Like, the way we've been playing is is not good. He's been... We, you either go, he's been behind Harry Kane and so he's not going to get the chances, or you go, he's been fed by Harry Kane, in which case he should be scoring loads. Again, it's oh. another one, though. Uh, what, what I don't understand is, how can you go and do £60 million on a player and not playing? I agree. I agree. Like, that, I, just, I cannot understand that. And it's like, when he has played, I, be, like, I don't think he's looked particularly great, but like, like that money could have been so better invested elsewhere. I just, I, I really struggle with it. And this is what make this is the other thing which makes me nervous about Kane going, is that, great, you know, get 100 of million. Who, like, what are we going to do with that money? It's like that yeah, money yeah. is going to end up getting absolutely wasted again. And we're going to be like, oh God, you know, we need, in two years, we need another rebuild. And like, we'll, we'll be having the same conversations of, I'll oh, get the list up of the top 10 transfers that we've done. And there'll be three or four new players in it. And we'll be saying, cool, what's happened to them? Um, yeah. So it, make, it that makes me really, really nervous. But the, the Richarlison deal, the amount of money we paid, how he's performed, the lack of game time, I really do think sums us up for the last three or four years. Like that, that really is exactly what it's been. So I don't, I don't get it. Um, you'd hope that if he, you know, if he, play, if he gets a run next season and plays 30 league games, that you'll get, you know, 12, 15 goals, you would hope for someone of that price tag. But again, it's, it's a mystery. I don't, I don't quite know what's happened there with that. I was looking for his mentality to really call out the team and pull the team up by its bootstraps. You know, he's quite an aggressive player, isn't he? And I just think he's just, you know, all round. His contribution to the team, his play, his goals, his quality. I think he's been really, really disappointing. So, I mean, he needs a good pre-season, get himself fit. And uh, he absolutely needs to smash at least 15 goals next year for Spurs. Otherwise, I think they should get rid of him. Yep. All right. I mean, that draws the end of this season. The season's finally over for us. What? Um, any final thoughts? It's been a toughie. It, has been a toughie. it really, really has. Um, and next season's going to be difficult as well. But I just hope that whoever they appoint, that is someone that we can all get behind. And there's a bit of a, there's a clear strategy and a vision of like, right, this is what we're going to do. And it might take a bit of time. But that, that's all I'm hoping for, because if you look back at the last few managerial appointments, it, it, there's really not been any kind of strategy. It's been chuck this person in and let's hope that they can, you know, um, do wonders with what they've got. So that's what I'm hoping for. And at least if we do go down the route of getting getting big Ange in. He seems like a decent bloke. That's like I, I can't say that I know much about him at all, but he seems like a decent bloke. And we it feels like we haven't had that for ages either. 
So that will at least be something that I, I can be a bit more proud of my manager. He didn't strike me as someone that's going to make you go, it's going to make you embarrassed. You know, like Conte and Mourinho's behaviour, you're just like, really? Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's going to be like, he's fiery from from what I've seen in his press conferences, but I, ju- I, ju- I just want someone to get behind again. So I, wanna, I want that emotion, I want to care again. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, we've just lost 6-1, I'm going to turn it off now, it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't want to feel, I want to, you know, I want that feeling back. That That's the that's the biggest thing I can hope for from next year. Yeah, I'm just going to be something to care really, about. I really want it to feel like a football club again. You know, I really want to, I, I, I really hope that, not just in the managerial appointment, but, you know, Mun and the director of football that they're going to appoint and all this, all, all these people that are going to come into the club now. I really, you know, I really hope that we start to get some football people running the football side of the club and we don't have to look at business people trying to be football people. I understand that you have to have business people at Tottenham. It's a massive enterprise. It's an entertainment business, but not much entertainment though. But um, you, uh, you, it really needs to feel like it's a club and it connects with the fans and we can get behind it and, you know, come on, Daniel. Yeah. Let's go. Don't miss Paratici whatsoever. You know, like I, those patronize. I felt those talks were the one the interviews they did to camera about what they were doing were were really patronizing. Like we're in control. You weren't. You're a criminal, and you're banned from football. I'd, uh, Livy needs to sort himself out. I don't know what he looked really miserable when all the fans were singing, "Levy <laughs> out, get out of our club." But I mean. The fact is, like, we knew Conte wasn't going to be our manager at the end of the season in February. Why are we here? Maybe they were waiting for this for the end of the Scottish season, which finished yesterday. And it sounds like we're going to appoint a hand. So maybe this has been the plan all along. It doesn't feel like that. He was but, never number one, was come on. When, when no, we sat Conte eight weeks ago, or whatever, he wouldn't have even been on a list of top 15. Um, <laughs> and he might end up being the best candidate for us. And he could come in and do an amazing job. I don't know. But... This is what this is what I was saying about. You, you, there needs to be a clear vision, a clear strategy of what are we doing. And at the minute, it just feels like shooting with your eyes shut and hoping that that you know you hit your target. And it's like you're not going to be successful in football from doing that. Well, we'll never know, obviously. But if I had to put a fiver on it, I bet that they were going to try and go after Tuchel. Got busted. So Tuchel buying Sat Nagelsmann and quickly sorted that out. And then they were clearly going to go for slot weren't they and just got played because they wouldn't confirm the director of football for him so um yeah but you know what i've um i've got a good feeling about Ange. i think he might be just what they need for a couple of years i totally agree i'm really excited to see it gents thank you it's been a a great season with you uh rob it's been great to have you join the show be part of it. I'm looking forward to speaking to you next next season. Well, ASD, we 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 could have put ourselves in a really difficult position and done Rob or Giles' new signing of the season. Well, it's Rob. And, made, <laughs> and, and, and made and made I'll Chris vote. Made Chris vote. Hey, it's it's easy, isn't it? You go like Basuma hasn't played enough. Uh, Romero <laughs> hasn't played enough. Where's Giles? Giles at the theatre. It's easy. He's done a Richarlison, hasn't he? He's, He's done a Richarlison. Big money. I mean, it's not great money. for you, Rob. You're the by default option, but um, 
<laughs> Thank you, mate. I, I, I worry that I'm the Emerson Royale. That, you know, once everyone's fit, once, once everyone's, once, once everyone's fit, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll morph into obscurity again. Yeah. <laughs> Your new nickname is six, six out of ten. That's great. Um, yeah. Do you know what? For the first time in months, I really do believe that the future's bright. The future's hilly white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.